0: Rewind Football Fantasy. Fantasy Football Rewind.
1: Welcome back. Hour number two, Fantasy Football Rewind on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network as we get you done, get you ready, and make sure that you're ready and raring to go. Yeah, baby! What the heck is going on? Here's what's going on in practice situations here. Again, if you missed the first hour, Brock Osweiler is now the starting quarterback for the Denver Broncos. Coach Vance Joseph announced Brock Osweiler will be the Broncos starting quarterback week nine against the Eagles. Brian Hoyer is visiting the New England Patriots on Wednesday. Hoyer, of course, began his career in New England as Tom Brady's backup. New England traded number two quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo to the 49ers costing Hoyer's job. Hoyer was actually originally part of the trade coming back to the Patriots, but money was an issue. He was waived. Once he goes through waivers, he will uh, looks like he'll be signed by the New England Patriots as the backup quarterback. Carlos Dunlap of the Cincinnati Bengals Defensive and AFC Defensive Player of the Week. Jalen Mills, defensive back for the Philadelphia Eagles, Defensive Player of the Week, and he's only in his second season. Panthers, general manager... Maddie Herney said on Wednesday that Calvin Benjamin trade was executed an effort to clear out the box and allow the run game to flourish. Considering Devin Funchess, Russell Shepard and Curtis Samuel are now the Panthers main receivers. The run game figures to become more prominent and maybe Carolina will use more two tight end sets with Dixon and Greg Olson. When Olson comes back from the ankle injury, Christian McCaffrey has been a major disappointment as a running back. But I don't think many people in the league expected him to have big numbers there. I think it was thought it was in the passing game. And I think Carolina has done a poor job of executing that. Miles Garrett, defensive lineman for the Browns. Number one pick. participated in practice on Tuesday. He should be ready to go. Week 10. They got a week by this week. So he'll be ready and ready to go. He's a difference maker, man. That guy can play. He can play. Sacramento Bee speculates Jimmy Garoppolo will not make his 49ers debut before week 12. Reporter Matt Barrows reached the conclusion after parsing coach Kyle Shanahan's Tuesday words. It would make sense as he would give Garoppolo two weeks to learn the system before jumping in there. Calvin Benjamin will immediately slide in as the Bills' ex-receiver. It leads a receiver spot. Benjamin occupied his entire time in Carolina. Struggling rookie Zay Jones can now move to the Z, allowing him to avoid immediate jams off the line of scrimmage. Jordan Matthews will remain in the natural slot there. The Cincinnati Inquiry reports there was a disconnect between the Browns' front office and coaching staff regarding Bengals' A.J. McCarron. Despite the disconnect, the Browns were ready to surrender second- and third-round picks for McCarron's services, And the league office confirmed the deal was not confirmed because of a paperwork issue. This is crazy, right? And I said this last night, and I'll say it again today. If I told you that a trade didn't happen in the NFL because of improper paperwork and told you to guess the team, every single one of you would have guessed the Cleveland Browns. Right? Every single one of you would have guessed the Cleveland Browns. Does that say enough about your franchise? Does that say enough that you know what? We gotta do something about the coach, man. The coach ain't gonna cut it. But it's probably deeper than that. But Hugh Jackson is gonna take the fall. That team's been bad for a long time, for a lot of years. Stay tuned for more Fantasy Football Rewind on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the uh, Fantasy Football Rewind Show. My name is Tony Cicada. You can check out our show at 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. Eastern every Monday through Friday. And right now, we're going to get some more J. Ajayi analysis from Gabe Morrensing and Gary and Thorne. Check
0: out uh, DX Racer. Great chairs, uh, great man. Uh, you can get a 15% uh, discount. Fantasy 2017 fantasy 2017 i get a 15 percent discount on your uh, dx uh, racer i'll be getting uh mine in a couple of weeks uh all right uh Games. fantasy sports just got a lot easier to play and win with the hottest new games by Games. no more long lineups or complicated salary caps create at least three matchups uh you want and you're good to go make any combination of matchups you want play quarterbacks receivers even pick across multiple sports don't worry about competing with 100,000 other people you're competing competing with yourself pick over under fantasy uh Fantasy Point uh, matchups for various players. You can cross over sports. You pick three, you win. You get paid six to one. If you want to uh, play a free contest, uh, just uh, use promo code PUNT. That's promo code PUNT. Uh, Enter a free contest, uh, win cash prizes just for joining. Sign up now at dolbert.games. All right, uh, let's let's talk some fantasy football. Let's talk some baseball. Gary and Thorne now joins us. Uh, We'll get to the World Series in a moment, but uh, Gary... What was... Uh, it's like they knew I was coming on the show today. When yeah, need to it's unbelievable. It's, it's perfect synergy. Uh, what was your, your surprise level? Like when you saw Jay and Jay Trey, we were you like, oh, wow. Were you like, ah, oh, it doesn't surprise me. Shock on a scale of one to 10. What was, your, uh, what was your reaction as far as surprise was concerned?
4: I think the initial seeing of it on my phone, I was about an eight or nine in terms of shock. Because, you know, the Dolphins, it's a strange season. You, you watch their Thursday night game oh, against the Ravens. Four That's the thing, you forget. It's <laughs> the most so, negative four and yeah, three team ever. They've got, I think they're like, their point differential this season is like negative <laughs> 65, but they're still technically in the playoff hunt. So it's kind of weird to see them trade, arguably their best player. But in a way, the more I thought about it, when you really look at the clues and, and the way that Jay has been treated by this organization, it's very clear Adam Gase did not like Jay no. And you know, as, as happens, I heard you talking about this at the top of the show and I kind of made a joke about it on Twitter too. Inevitably, fifteen minutes after this trade went down, you start hearing about sort of the locker room cancer that yeah, JJ you know, apparently always happens, was. Right?
0: Always happens. That's not concerning to me. The so one So Adam, thing- Adam Gase, just for the record, Adam Gase said after the team's forty nothing loss uh, the other night uh, that they uh, he's fed up. "Quote: I'm fed up," and "quote: I'm done compromising uh, for ill prepared players." Pretty strong words, and pretty that's a pretty big character assassination on Jay Ajayi. And
4: apparently, you know, there's there's been articles written in the Herald and, and, and a lot of Miami newspapers that, you know, this included Jarvis Landry in this sort of yep, thing, yep. and uh, that these guys weren't taking the playbook home with them. They weren't studying the plays at home. And the thing with Ajayi that I think was kind of the breaking point with Gase was apparently he was looking to make the touchdown every play. He was looking to break every play. He wasn't following his blocking. But I could argue, again, we, t- we talked about this going into that Thursday night game, Ajayi struggled this season, but in that game on Thursday night, he had 13 carries for 23 yards. You could argue of those first eight carries, he was contacted behind the line of scrimmage yeah. on six of them. And if you have a
0: guy with home uh, striking, if you have a guy with power in baseball, and, you don't tell him the bunt. And if you have no other offensive weapons, maybe let him do his thing. There's always a joke, and, uh, and Chris Meany uh, will appreciate this one. Let's talk about Brian Wilde, longtime uh, Montreal media guy. And he was talking about Michelle Therrien. And how about he got... Remember, he got mad at P.K. Subban because yeah. he cost him a game in Denver once. Ooh, better trade him. Um, you know, cost him a game by gambling once. And he said, Michelle Therrien, if he was coach of the Golden State Warriors, he'd tell Curry to stop shooting so many threes. Yeah, just, just real like Bill a O'Brien. Bit. Is Bill O'Brien coaching Deshaun Watson? I guarantee you, Deshaun Watson's doing a million things that Bill O'Brien would tell him, don't do that. No, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. So when I see Gase, I don't know if Gase has the street cred, dude. Does he have yeah. the credibility he's been around. And the same Gase that brought in Jay Cutler into this mix. And here's the thing. So I mean, if you're on the team, you're thinking, you know what, Gase? You're ripping Ajayi. He was good. You brought yeah. in Cutler, who's not good. What's going on here?
4: I think it's a situation where Gase is trying to reestablish his control of this team. Yes. And I think he's yeah. saying, look, if you're not going to play in my system, you're out of here. Which, it's tough
0: to do midseason, though, Garrett. It's tough you to do set mid-season, that to of offseason. And I
4: understand. And, and this is the thing. This is my major point with the Jay Ajayi thing. And I keep bringing up the example of Trent Richardson. And it's key because... When your organization can't do something as well as the Browns can do, the best transaction the Browns have had in the last half decade was trading Trent Richardson after his rookie season because they realized this guy's not good, and they traded him early in the season in September to the Colts. Granted, the Colts, you know, Vic Ballard goes down, they needed a running back, et cetera, et cetera, but they traded him while his value was still high coming off that big rookie season. If the Dolphins knew they didn't like Ajayi, if Gase knew he didn't like Ajayi, we all can go back to week one in Seattle last season when he's not even on the charter plane to Seattle because he's in Adam Gase's doghouse. If you don't like Jay Ajayi, trade Jay Ajayi after he runs for 1,300 yards, trade him in the off season. Oh, can you trade this guy? Because, you know, rampant speculation, the team's a playoff team. Yeah, do you like How about you trade him pick? after your quarterback gets hurt? Some it's a clear buying window for other teams. Don't hang on to this guy. Maybe trade Jay Ajayi and don't spend $10 million on Jay Cutler. Chalk it up to a lost season, recoup some draft picks, and get your own high draft pick inside the top five. So I don't understand what they're doing here, Gabe. I really don't. When you're, as, when you're worse than the Cleveland Browns at trading assets, you're a real terrible organization.
0: Wow, some rage from, uh, from Gary and Thorne. That's, uh, you know, we, were, we weren't expecting that. Okay, from a fantasy perspective right now, it's, yeah. it's kind of a step down. Well yeah, done, Gary. Bravo. Thank you. Job Job well done. Um, is it Kenyon Drake or is this Damian Williams guy going to get a chance? Seems like Damian Williams, because they've seen a lot from Drake, seems like they want to give Williams an opportunity. From a fantasy perspective, I don't know. I saw him this morning and I figured, ah, why not? Let's pick him up, right? Just stash him here in case something happens. I think
4: what you can do is you can let people get too excited about Kenyon Drake because I think if people right now are sort of Figuring out what their fab budgets are going to be for these guys. They've never
0: heard of Damian Williams. Exactly. And they've heard of Drake.
4: They want to go after Drake. So maybe you put in a low ball offer on Damian Williams. I'm not saying he's going to be the better of the two, but it's clear that Damian Williams was the running back that Gase preferred to be his pass catching and third down running back. Like Kenyon Drake's greatest skill might be pass catching. Damian Williams was was a focal point of not only this passing attack this season, but also was a guy who was a red zone passing attack threat last season. Uh, for for Adam Gay so I think that Drake is probably gonna get a shot I think a lot of people are looking at it like Damian Williams role will not change he'll be the third down back He'll be the pass catching back, he'll be the blocking back, and Kenyon Drake might be the guy who steps into first down and second down. But this is a team that, first and foremost, the offensive line has looked terrible. They're the only team in the NFL without a rushing touchdown so far this season. They have zero rushing attempts inside the opponent's five yard line. Like this is not a fantasy plentiful situation. You're telling me all season they have yourself. zero
0: rushing, zero a- rushing attempts, no, so not the touchdowns, line. but you mean attempts? They haven't even attempted so to run, the ball, run the, the ball run five. ball once inside the five. They have once. not, Gabe. Through seven games. Through seven games. It's almost impossible
4: it's it's mind-boggling. It's mind-boggling. So, I don't think either of these two guys goes into any week this season. Unless one has clearly established himself as the lead dog as even an RB2, but like you look at Kenyon Drake, sure you know his name because all his games are broadcasted Saturday at 3:30 on yeah, CBS. Yeah, he played for Alabama. That's he was never even a lead back at Alabama. No, he like, he was never a carried guy. the
0: full load. He was always he was there, a tertiary with guy. He was there with Richardson. He was there with Richardson. He like, was Richardson's backup. He was like, there with Richardson.
4: It's it's just a situation I don't think obviously you got to pick someone up because you got to pick up all the running backs who start games in the NFL, but neither of these guys are in a good fantasy situation. And I don't think Ajayi is in a great situation either. Like, I, I would say it's mostly coach speak that they've come out and said that Blunt's not going to lose his job, that he's still the starting running back. But, you know, Ajayi was sixth
0: in the NFL in carries this season. Like I the see volume's going go down. I see Ajayi being the running back and then Blunt being the power back inside the fives, et cetera. Well, I, I think, think that's sort of the, the Patriots yeah.
4: role that he was brought in for. I think the interesting thing with Ajayi, and you'll remember this, because a lot of people forget because he was not utilized this way at all in Miami. Jay Ajayi was one of the best pass catching running backs yeah. in college football yeah, at, at Boise, Boise State. State. And you know
0: what, in the off season he worked on it he worked some on more it to show them. And I heard in the off season, I remember Tannehill, they said this guy's got crazy glue on his hands. Yeah. catching it backwards yeah, over his head like, everywhere. Yeah. So
4: I think that the Eagles who right now, I think it's like Wendell Smallwood leads point. their running backs with 13 targets this season. Like Jay Ajayi might be the pass catching running back. In Philadelphia, because uh, you know the Garrett Blunt's not going to be catching any passes out of the backfield. He's got
0: Meany on for the next segment, actually. Get the other side. Get the other side yeah, of, the, side other side of say, the story. Gary's exactly. All angry. Meany's chuckling away over there. He's like, yeah, yeah, J.J. Hey, Eagles are all in. They got nothing to lose. They, like, put it this way. You give a fourth-round pick, and the Eagles record is essentially. It's a fifth-round pick. A fifth-round It's a, fifth round. Round it's round a pick. late fourth-round pick. Yeah. And if you're the Eagles, you got another weapon. I like this better than this Calvin Johnson talk. What do you need Calvin Johnson for if you're the Eagles?
4: I don't think you say no.
0: I know, and you're right. <laughs> Calvin Johnson's it willing doesn't to come hurt, out of retirement. Yeah. You don't have traded anything. For and him. also, you know, Garrett, a lot of teams that would be seven and one would say, "What the hell are you doing, bringing this guy in? What are, what are you doing?" And they'd be offended. I think Calvin Johnson is so liked and so yep. respected. That anyone would say, "Oh, damn, man, this is, this is Calvin Johnson. Let's learn from him." And he can't hurt our team. You all see right. it
4: across all sports too. It's like when you bring these guys in at the deadline. It's one of those things that, oh, you know, management says to the players, "Like we think you're good enough to win the Super Bowl. We're yeah. just we've trying to build it up."
0: We've only got a minute uh, left right now. Have we figured out is that Larry Fitzgerald at the airport in Boston, or is it a black guy with dreads? Okay, can we can we confirm this? Because I saw people going crazy. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Fitzgerald! Fake story. All right, all right. Fake picture. Uh, Fake Warren picture. Said. Fake okay. news. Fake news. Fake news. Well, what do you expect uh, from from the Patriots? Can't trust anything around these guys. You want to? Oh, that's day? great. It's a picture of Fitzgerald from a couple of years ago at the airport. <laughs> Stupid internet. <laughs> Stupid internet. All right, Garrett. Game six. balinski says the series ends tonight. I say it doesn't. What do you say? I say it ends tonight. Oh
4: God. My problem. Here's my problem. And and we got we got all this talk about slick baseballs and things like I that. No. I worry a little bit that Rich Hill, who relies so much on his breaking pitches, maybe more than any starter in baseball, throws his curveball about 37% of the time.
0: Verlander likes the slider and stuff. But he he, does, he does doesn't have to count on. He's got other Verlander pitches. Verlander could just yeah. pump
4: 97 high in the zone. My worry here is that Rich Hill, if that curveball's not working, and look, the Astros this season too, best hitting team by WRC plus against lefties, uh, just, just Every, they, the lowest strikeout rate against left-handed pitching so far this season? I think, uh, I think Trump, the Dodgers win if they win, to, they win the
0: series if they win tonight. I think we but. should send, uh, What do you send ice down to the stadium and see if this Gurriel guy even has a green card. You know, the racist guy with the mm-hmm. hair there? Say, let's look for the guy with the goofy hair. We're watching you, Gurriel. Are you even supposed to be here? <laughs> just say. Verlander's yeah. plus 105 I know that's right somewhat now. offensive what I just said, but he's a racist, so it isn't. Yeah, that's how true. I get away with it. Game time decisions continues.
1: I have no idea what to say. It's Fantasy Football Rewind right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. That was uh, Game Time Decisions with Gabe Morency and, of course, Gary and Thorne. i got to think about that for a minute. Stay tuned for more Fantasy Football Rewind on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. <laughs>
2: Know that you can listen to this show live on the award winning Fancy Sports Radio Network. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. 844-
1: Welcome back to Fantasy Football Rewind, right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Should we drop these players? I hate focusing on the negative, but sometimes you got to focus on the negative to get a positive, and that's what we're doing in this case. we got to figure out, guys, we am going to drop so we can add greatness to our f- fantasy rosters. Here is Susmania, The salad. And Mike Florio. The show's really good. You might think the uh, opening's the most obnoxious thing in the world. I may agree. But after that, it's good. From now on, it's good. Stay tuned for more right here from the guys.
5: Michael Florio. I am Greg It was crazy, Florio. I realized yesterday, who was this? I've never seen your hair. Without a hat on One of our interns
3: (laughs) I said, I said I gels it almost every day I was like, I gel it all the time You've definitely seen me without a hat on Thanks for
5: watching the show
3: Thanks for watching me when you come to your job
6: (laughs) People just come in here and look at Michael Florio
3: They don't, that's that's the problem They don't look at Michael Florio You do wear a hat a lot, though Yeah, but I gel it more than I wear a hat What if
6: it was an intern who only comes in on certain days And every day you wear a hat that day that's, that definitely is not the case. I don't know. I'm playing devil's <laughs> advocate for this poor intern. I don't even know who you guys are referring to. But.
5: Uh, that's why we don't give names out. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. So, fun show today. With all the crap going on in the NFL. It's not crap, but all the excitement going on in the NFL. We're going to talk about certainly picking up all of those guys. The Kenyon and Drake, the Damian Williams. Uh, if your waivers run tonight, we probably should do waivers together today. Um, and you got to drop somebody. And we say this every week. You can't just pick up everybody and stash everybody. Like I look at my league, and I'm trying to make a trade desperately because there's a bunch of guys who are on the waiver wire, but I don't have enough people to drop. So I'm going to run some names by you guys, um, and we're going to do what we can to figure it out and talk about players to drop. But before we do any of that, we're going to have our own chip challenge here in the Fantasy Football BFFs today. Our video producer, Danny Olger is going to come upstairs with a bottle of Guinness, with a bottle of Pepto-Bismol, and he's going to eat a very hot potato chip.
6: That sounds like a terrible
5: combination. Yeah. I told
3: him he should just chuck both of them at the same time. The like Guinness the Guinness and, the and the Like a Smash stone cold.
6: That's fair. I mean, for those who don't know what it is, if you want to watch it on YouTube during the break...
1: Packy pre-
6: challenge. Preview. Yep. Travis Kelsey, I know, has eaten it. I think Greg Olson as well.
3: Why are you my, advertising them and not the Wolf? Chris, that we Chris put Manzo, up? the host of Foul oh. Territory, ate Chris it. Chris Manzo ate
6: <laughs> it as well. Check out Foul Territory. We made a nice my, little. My video. friend did it
3: and said he felt terrible for like a half a day. Yeah. So
5: I don't envy anyone who's eaten this chip. You talk about players that we're going to drop. Like, we might drop Danny after this. Like, he might <laughs> just drop on the floor. Danny
3: might drop himself. Yeah. It's a, it's a mistake.
6: There's some good entertainment value there.
5: Yeah, no, I'm very excited for oh, it. Oh, me too. Very excited for it. Hey, yesterday on the show, we did a bunch of trivia the DKMS Big Game Trivia Challenge. Uh, today, that will take place on On Target during the 4 o'clock Eastern hour uh, with the all-in kid Jake Sealy. Chris Meany, and Joe Pizzapia. Uh, So make sure you check that out. Uh, It's going to be fun. We're going to try to find a winner to send to the big game uh, up there in Minnesota. And also, remember, if you're thinking of giving DFS a try, Fantasy Factor is the perfect daily fantasy site for the casual recreational player. Flatter prize pools, smaller fields, and single-entry contests only, Fantasy Factor runs NFL and NBA free rolls each and every week. The free to enter, so sign up today at www.fantasyfactor.com. We take a break. When we come back, Danny Oakers, our video producer, joins the program.
1: Now, this is one of the craziest things. I never heard of this one-chip challenge. So these guys uh, basically take this Pepto-Bismol and hot sauce and um, drink it. I don't think this is going to be great radio. So we're going to forget that on this. But you can go to the YouTube page. YouTube, look up Fantasy Sports Network, and you can watch it. It says One Ship Challenge and uh, see if it's worth it. I don't know, man. It seems crazy, but I guess the athletes it's the end thing to do. Let's get back to the guys as they talk football.
5: My question is where do we draw the line, right? Like, everybody wants a shiny new thing, everyone wants to play with a shiny new toy, but where do we draw the line on who to drop? Kenyon Drake, Damian Williams, the two most popular dudes that are out there. How far are you willing to go to drop uh, to, to drop your players to pick up these players? I want to start in Baltimore. Everyone talked about Alex Collins. We talked about it on our show yesterday. Would you pick up Alex Collins instead of these guys? And you both said, yes, absolutely. You like Alex Collins. The other news is Danny Woodhead's coming back, right? Danny Woodhead's coming back. He's practicing. He's great. Yay, Danny Woodhead. Yay. Would you drop Buck Allen for Kenny and Drake, Frank? Ideally,
6: I wouldn't want to, but I think you have to take the shot on the uh, the opportunity of one of the Dolphins guys. If one of these running backs emerge as a starting running back, I'm... It might not be great for fantasy regardless because even Jay Ajayi didn't have a rushing touchdown on the season, but if one of these guys emerge, maybe we're looking at a low-end RB2 or a a legitimate flex option for the rest of the season, and that's what value Buck Allen was providing, but that's past tense. We're trying to project for the future, and with everything Alex Collins has done, moving forward, they said that they're going to give Alex Collins even more work. I, I expect that on early downs and between the tackles, probably inside the goal line now as well after Buck Allen fumbled. Danny Woodhead coming back—all these things coupled together—I think yeah, I would take a shot on either one of the Dolphins' running backs over Buck Allen. And it's hard to say because Buck Allen was valuable at one point, and it's been a huge fall from grace. But you have to take a shot on a running back who could end up being a starter.
5: Florey, same
3: question to you, Buck Allen. I, I agree so you with you. You want to answer that question? Drake, I would rather own Drake, especially I, Damian Williams. I don't think I would make the swap just for him just yet. Okay. but Ideally, I would try to find. Try my best to find someone else to drop other than Buck Allen because while I do think Alex Collins takes over As the early down back there Buck Allen isn't gonna fully go away He's obviously gonna be involved in passing down duties and he while we said maybe Alex Collins could get more in the mix It's been all Buck Allen in the red zone this year. So that obviously holds value
6: and Woodhead could get hurt again I mean that very easily could happen. We were excited about him He was having a great first quarter and how did that happen? And what happened there? Yeah, he ended course. up getting hurt. He can come back He's and get hurt. He's probably going again. to get hurt again. Probably. And and then if that's the case, then we're talking about Buck Allen being added as another flex option in but PPR. That's why I don't think you can drop Buck Allen. Yeah, we're, still, we're
5: still a couple of weeks away from Danny Woodhead.
6: I, I agree with Mike that if you can find somebody else on your roster, but say you have shallow benches where you only have five, yeah, yeah, yeah. five bench spots in, in your standard 12-team league he might be one of your end-of-the-bench guys where you could take a shot on a Kenyon Drake who could end up being the starting running back for the Dolphins. So let me ask you this.
5: Two weeks ago, we said, you could drop Jamison Crowder. Like, we're done with this crap. Last week, we said, all right, you could drop Terrell Pryor. We're done with this crap. Would you drop Josh Doxson for one of these guys?
6: It's it's need-dependent. Like, if if you need wide receivers, I'm in a league where I have to start Josh Doxson this week because of the bye weeks and it's not ideal. I don't want to do it against the Seattle Seahawks but it's based on need. Again, if he's one of your end of the bench wide receivers, yes, he does have upside but does he have as much upside as a guy who be- who could become the starting running back for a football team? I'm not sure that you can argue that.
3: I think it's the same scenario as a Buck Allen. Like so I, I brought would, them both up together. I would rather have Drake, I'd rather have one of the Cowboys running backs if they're out there. Does that include Rod Smith? No. No. But... I ideally would want to drop someone else. Like I'm sure there's someone else on your team who you could drop before Dachshund. Maybe there's not. On Is this your team, Greg? <laughs> yes. Because Dachshund does have a lot of upside, and I don't think it's fair to just grade him by what he did last week. The weather was absolutely atrocious. Horrific. Horrific. We spoke about it on Monday. Kirk Cousins was dinking and dunking the whole time. It's why. Their two top receivers were Chris Thompson and Jamison Crowder. Guys who run routes close to the line of scrimmage. Josh Doxon didn't have the chance to try and get behind one of the uh, Cowboys defenders because they they couldn't throw the ball down the field. We saw it on both sides of the ball. Like, the Cowboys played well offensively, but it was all on the ground. Dak Prescott had his worst game of the year because they limited the amount of times he could throw because of the weather.
5: Yeah, no, I totally get that. But the next couple of matchups for Josh Doxon, it doesn't exactly get better right? It is Seattle this week. It's Minnesota the week after that. It's New Orleans the week after that. That's not good for Josh Doxon. No, it's not. And and like I said, I would make the move
3: for one of these running backs, especially if your team, you know, if these are just bench guys for you, they're just depth guys. If you're in a situation with like Frank, where you need to start a wide receiver this week, then you probably can't drop Josh Doxon. But I I ultimately think I would try hard to find someone else to cut before letting go of the up.
1: I'll tell you what, I don't think Josh Doxson is everything Everything these guys thought they were going to be. To tell you to be honest, when you're looking at Josh Doxson, he's a guy that's only caught a couple passes in each game. He's never going to be a guy that gets a whole bunch of targets. So if you get a guy that's going to come in and be a player for that you can put in your lineup each and every week, absolutely, you got to got him. Absolutely. So look at over that. Don't overestimate a lot of these players and I think that's a lot of times what we're doing is overestimation based on upside. Can't keep playing upside. You're listening to Fantasy Football Rewind right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio network. We'll be back with more after this. Welcome back, Fantasy Football Rewind on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Get back to the guys and talking about who to cut this week so you can make those roster moves. I'll tell you what, I'm having a hard time I'm trying to get some trades done, and uh, it's not getting done. I need to pick up a quarterback this week in one of my leagues, too. That's not pretty either. Well, I'm thinking of names like Brock Osweiler and Blake Bortles. Damn.
5: Uh, in a range of possibilities, uh, Benjamin's the guy. What do you think?
3: I think. What I I mean, I said it in the video yesterday, but to reiterate it, I think it's a lateral move for Benjamin. because Fantasy-wise. Fantasy-wise, because he was seeing a lot of volume there. And Cam Newton, I looked it up yesterday before we did the video. In, about, in, in one extra game, because the Bills have had their bye, the Panthers haven't, Cam Newton has thrown the ball like 80 more times. So obviously there is just more passing volume in Carolina than there will be in Buffalo. The Bills' recipe to success I don't think changes here. I think it is still... Rely on your defense, run the ball with LaShawn McCoy, and have Tyrod Taylor throw when he has to, to keep things honest. But I'll say it could be he's going to see a larger percent of the targets, obviously, with the Bills. And I think Tyrod Taylor, at this point, we could make the case, is a better quarterback than Cam Newton. So while I think it's a lateral move for Kelvin Benjamin, I think the big winners are everyone else in the Bills' offense because Tyrod Taylor now has a legit weapon he could throw the ball to. It, it it's not going to be Zay Jones anymore, you know. And uh Lashon McCoy, there's other pe- there's a piece there now that defenses have to worry about and you can't just focus in on just LaShawn McCoy solely. So, I think for Kelvin Benjamin, lateral move, but for the rest of the pieces around him, I think it's a it's a positive.
6: In half point PPR leagues, greedy because I know that that's the format that you occupy most. Uh Kelvin Benjamin? occupy yeah, most. What We occupy much? Oh, yeah, obviously, Thank as you. an entity. Thank you. Uh, but Kelvin Benjamin is averaging 9.4 fantasy points per game, which puts him at wide receiver 34. So a low-end wide receiver three. That I guess, yeah, I, I tend to agree with Mike. I, I don't think that his value changes much. I mean, we draft Kelvin Benjamin for touchdowns. He only has two on the season. So you would expect that uh, to, to be a little bit higher, but... I do agree. I think he'll be the top target there. Look, they have Jordan Matthews. They have Andre Holmes. Charles Clay is going to return at some point. So, I mean, they don't have much. It's really just LaShawn McCoy, good defense. Uh, I do agree as well that at this point in their careers, Tyron Taylor is probably a better passer than Cam Newton.
3: I'll say this too, though. If you own Kelvin Benjamin, you can't start him this week. Like, even if he's active... I don't know he'll play this week. He might not play, but even if he does play... His routes are obviously going to be very limited. They red zone, yeah, and even it may take a couple of weeks for him to one learn the playbook. I know it's similar. He has a lot of there's a lot of obviously Panthers ties in this Bills team. Not, the not on the offensive side the ball. I, Exactly what I was going to sure. say. Not yeah. on the offense. No, it's fine. Not on the offensive side, and and he's never played with Taylor, so it may take some time for those two to gel. The one thing, and I want you your guys comment on this because I read this this morning, and it was very strange to me. Carolina said they traded Kelvin Benjamin with the hopes that it opens up their run game because they were using him in the slot, and they thought he's not a guy who creates a ton of separation and everything. It was clogging everything up. I don't don't really buy that because if you knew that was the issue, why not put him back on the outside where he's accustomed to playing, where the Bills have already said he's going to play? I don't fully buy it. I want your guys' take on that.
6: Another baffling coach take that we've heard already today. Uh, some stuff coming out from Philly as well. It's just, I don't I don't understand it either. I mean, maybe they use, they should honestly use Christian McCaffrey as their slot receiver. And I think honestly, that would help the offense more than anything else. I mean, you have Devin Funches as an outside receiver, put McCaffrey in the slot. Uh, if defenses have to worry about that, then maybe it opens up some running lanes for Jonathan Stewart as well. Uh, but I don't really see how getting rid of one of their best receivers, if
5: not their best receiver, helps the running game. It's interesting. Um, This is an amazing stat. Greg Rosenthal just tweeted it out. He said Cam Newton has gained double the amount of rushing yards this season than Christian McCaffrey himself. It's clear that they don't believe that Christian McCaffrey is a running back. So I agree. You put him in the slot. But I think I go back to when Kelvin Benjamin Um, missed that game earlier this year. Christian McCaffrey had 11 targets. Devin Fungis had 10 targets. I think they're going to a more um, precise passing offense rather than throwing it up to Kelvin Benjamin. And I think that's the offense they want to run. I did also run a a note this morning that Dave Gettleman, the former general manager, who was very randomly fired late, uh, I believe in training camp, actually, and Gettleman was fired, and he wanted to resign and extend Kelvin Benjamin. Clearly this... Regime, which is the old Regime, Marty Herney, the former GM, kind of backhauling the shots right now, had no interest in that. Two different visions for this team. It's clear that one vision involves Kelvin Benjamin, one does not. And Greg, I know when Frank brought up
3: the points per game, you were like, oh, that's a, a wide receiver three. If yes, you remember sir. in draft seasons, before Kelvin Benjamin had that big preseason game, he was going in the wide receiver, uh, higher end wide receiver three but he was starting to go there, and then he started to climb as he had that strong preseason. So, ultimately, though, we weren't valuing him as like a wide receiver one like in
5: years past. Sure. Totally, I, I, I totally agree with that.
1: Calvin Benjamin getting a lot of fantasy love the last few days. It's amazing when you get traded in the world of fantasy, what happens, and everybody looking for the next big thing and hoping that you could get it changed up when it comes to playing there. Let's go back to the completion of the fantasy so a best 200% friend. One
5: hundred percent deposit bonus on top of that, so it's twenty-five dollars free wager plus a two hundred percent bonus on whatever you put in. The promo code is defense. 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 At betdsi.eu. Also check out roadwrestlers.com/dkms uh, because. We want you to stop and prevent blood cancer. Become a bone marrow donor and save a life. You do that at rotoexperts.com slash DKMS. You swab your cheeks. You find out if you are a match with somebody, and ultimately you literally can save someone's life. It's as simple as that. It's an incredible, incredible feeling. We've talked to many people. We'll do it again on Friday, so please check it out at rotoexperts.com slash DKMS. You also have a chance to go to the Super Bowl by going to the bottom of the page, clicking the link, qualify for a DFS contest contest, play in a free roll qualify for week 17 you win that you go to the Super Bowl Road slash DKMS. Before I give you the quick rundown of players that I want to know if you want to drop Flora you have a stat about Demarius Thomas with Barack Osweiler. So
3: I pulled up their game log from the 2015 season and I have every single game that they played together and I just want to read you quickly their game-by-game stats. 10 targets, 7 receptions, 71 yards, 8 targets, 3 receptions, 59, and a touchdown. 13 targets, 1 catch, 36 yards. 6 targets, 6 catches, 61 yards, and a touchdown. 14 targets, 10 receptions, 95 yards. 12 targets, 5 catches, 61, 2 touchdowns. 12 targets, 7 receptions, 59 yards. And then this last game, this was the game against the Chargers where Paint Manning did ultimately come in, but Brock Osweiler was also playing in that. Nine for five for 117 and a touchdown.
5: That's pretty impressive.
3: Those numbers are a hell of a lot better than what we've been getting out of him with Trevor Simeon. What was year it?
5: was this? This 20- was
3: 2015, the year the Broncos won the Super Bowl where they bench Peyton Manning and Brock came in and remember he was the quarterback of the future and then ultimately against the Chargers he got pulled and they went on that Super Bowl run. Sure. Isn't there
6: a chance that Demarius Thomas has lost a step though too? I, I mean, was that was say. two years ago.
3: There, There's a chance, but... I think to just if we just look at it and say Demar this is a huge hit to Demaryius Thomas. I don't think that's accurate.
6: I'd say so. I mean, I'm I'm just using the eye test on on what we've seen out of Brock Osweiler versus uh,
3: Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon. Trevor has Simeon look like garbage. I mean, so has Brock Osweiler though. So, so how is it a, like a, a huge hit though if they both play terrible?
6: I mean, at at Trevor Simeon's best was better than anything that we've seen from Brock Osweiler last year
3: or also, in recent. Trevor Simeon's year and a half as quarterback has been the lowest production of Demarius Thomas since he's really taken off. I, it's a
6: fair I point mean, team. maybe maybe it helps. I, I don't think it does.
3: Okay. I want to give you some players... I, I don't know. think it can hurt. That's what I'm trying to say. I want
5: to give you some players I want to know if we can drop right now before we wrap up this edition of the BFFs. Red Heat and Rage. Uh, Gabe Marenzi Camp Stewart comes up next. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, by the way. Wendell Smollett, droppable? I yes. tried dropping 100%. him last night in the league. All right. So, prior we talked about last week, droppable. Jalen Rashard... I was thinking about
3: this today, and I kind of think so, because when Lynch was out, we saw Washington was the one that really took over the lead dog role.
6: For any of the Dolphins running backs, for any of the Cowboys running backs, yes.
3: DeAndre Washington. He's a little bit, I would rather hold him than Richard right now.
6: I, I'd do it for any of the Dolphins running backs. I agree. Running back. I did, or Cowboys. Well, I or did, Cowboys, guys.
5: I did, I dropped DeAndre Washington for one of the Dolphins running backs. I don't know which That's one. That's a move I, I would yeah, make. I'm cool fine with that. With that. Uh, Buck Allen, we mentioned earlier on in the program. Um, Latavius Murray for the Dolphins, guys?
3: For Drake, I would do it. But, again, he's one of those you players. You don't even know
5: if Drake's the guy.
3: But Latavius is one of those guys I really would want to hold. Because, again, so hold he has a role. He's going to see double-digit carries every single game.
6: That's tough. I'm with Mike. I mean, I'd take Drake, and I'd take uh, both of the top Cowboys guys that we're expecting. I wouldn't do it for Damian Williams.
3: I would also do all these guys for Alex Collins. All of them. Yes.
6: Mike Gillisley? Yes. Probable. We said that last week as well. I'm sticking with it.
5: Sorry about that. I missed that one. I
6: thought a, I thought a good one too, Greg, where yep. if, if you picked him up for the bye week and just had him. Tyrod Taylor. Because uh, I have hitman Deshaun Watson. I ended up dropping him in leagues. I didn't want
1: Tyrod Taylor, I agree. Good play. You need a bi week quarterback replacement. Tony Sanchez does, but we have ten team benches, and there's not any Tyrod Taylor's out there. Because I'd be loving life. We can take a quick break. and we'll come back, give you some more information. Stay tuned for more from the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You listen to Fantasy Football Rewind. We can catch Monday through Friday, one to three a.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back. Fantasy Football Rewind right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network as we get you ready and rearing to go. Man, Brian Hoyer got a three-year deal from the New England Patriots. It seems like the Green Bay Packers were interested in Brian Hoyer as well. and uh, That's a little interesting right there, right? Is he ready to get it done? I like it. I like it. I like what's going on there, man. How about the whole situation where we're getting these national anthem situations involving the uh, tickets i mean i I actually had a, a discussion with a lot of the um with a guy over at jacksonville jaguars ticket office and talking about buying tickets to the game and this has become a huge problem in the military community uh, which is Jacksonville. You have two military bases, another one on th- you know, within 30 minutes. It's crazy. And now it looks like Papa John's is also being affected by, by it. The NFL has hurt us. Company founder, said CEO John Schratner. We are disappointed. The NFL and its leadership did not resolve this. Executives said the company had pulled much of its NFL television advertising, and the NFL has responded by giving the company additional future spots. Leadership starts at the top, and this is an example of poor leadership. This issue should have been nipped in the bud a year and a half ago. In revising sale estimates for the next quarter, Papa John's President and Chief Officer Steve Ritchie said on a call, the NFL deal was the primary suspect behind the decline. We expect it to persist unless there's a solution put in place. Ritchie said the research had found that Papa John's has been the most recognized sponsor associated with the NFL for two years running, which said means the company's performance can track that of the league. Papa John's is not only the NFL, but also with 23 individual teams. Company executives declined to disclose exactly how much money is projected in sales. Papa John's lost from its association with the NFL and declining ratings, which means fewer people are ordering the product for game days. It's, uh, it's a crazy divided situation that we got going on over this whole National Anthem thing. And it's amazing when this is not discussed... In baseball circles. This is not discussed in, the, in um, the NBA. So whatever they're doing. Is what Roger Godel should have been doing. And Roger Godel should be accountable for this. And his job. Where his contract is up. Should be replaced. And I know there is uh, all of a sudden. The talk and the sentiment there. He's got to go. Whatever you think. Of the situation. He's got to go. When you are in the middle of your NFL season. And the biggest story. Is the national anthem. in Ezekiel Elliott. You got to go. You have to go. That's it. Time to find a commish. That gets the attention on the field. And not in courtrooms. In the national anthem saying he can't be held responsible shouldn't be held responsible the other two leagues are taking care of it man this guy gotta go sayonara Raja fantasy football rewind we'll see you tomorrow